Good morning, and welcome to the New Year's edition of Today's Nutrition. We look at what is new in research, what's hot in the news, or any topic that can help you lose weight, be healthier, or live longer better. Well, it's a week into the new year, and I'll bet most of you made a New Year's resolution. But did you break it already? Well, if so, this is the show for you. I am going to help you make those resolutions sticky because it comes down to those little habits that we can do day in and day out. You know, I love New Year's resolution. My birthday is always the first part of the year, you know, always. And it's like a fresh new year, a new calendar, the blessing of new possibilities that are so inspiring every year. I design my year to be the best one yet, right? You know, the past is over and done. Eyes forward. The future is yet to be written by you. And why not? I don't know about you, but I don't want to just sit back and see what's thrown my way. I want to set my eyes on something and do what it takes to get there. Like aim and fire. I don't always hit the exact goal, but somewhere along the line, I heard that if you aim for the stars, you're going to at least hit the moon. And, you know, that's not too shabby. It's progress, you know, as those moonshots are wonderful. So I'll bet you have some area in your life you'd like to improve, a goal that you'd like to check off rather than still be on that list next January. I'm going to focus on health goals here, but it can be anything. It can be an academic goal, a business goal, a family goal, a remodeling goal. It can be anything, you know, and I don't want to make it a goal that is going to be ignored by the first week in January. And to accomplish that goal, it comes down to good habits, things that you do almost every day, you know, like brushing your teeth. Your day is not complete unless you've done that routinely things that support your goal, whether it's improved health, you know, you want to be improving it rather than undermining it. And I really believe a lot of this comes down to many habits. They're also called micro habits, just those little things that can almost be effortless, that can be done without a whole lot of consideration. Sometimes it's a shift in mindset. You know, all those little things really add up and can propel you to where you want to go, whether it's a healthier life, more productive, whatever. So what we don't want to do is set ourselves up for failure with two big goals that are not realistic. So I'm going to give you some real live practical advice here, things I follow. One of those is I regularly follow Robin Sharma. He's the author of the 5 a.m. Club. You know, love that. You know, first thing in the morning, I think, is the most powerful time of the day. And he's got this 5 a.m. Club that is a book by the same title. Love it. He also wrote The The Monk Who Sold His Ferrari. I thought I would share his top 17 micro habits that will possibly help you. Sharma first talks about a concept called the keystone habit, that one habit that raises all the habits. 
You know, probably the most powerful one I'd have to say is commitment to exercise. If you get that exercise done, that is going to change your mindset like nothing else. But it also, that, that, you know, what they call the keystone habit could be dedicating yourself to studying one area that you want to get really better at for an hour each day. Could be, you know, a new program, could be a new language, could be an instrument, something you want to get really good at. Just dedicating yourself to doing an hour towards that every day. Or, and I really like this one, taking a digital Sabbath free of technology one day a week. I do that. You know, put my phone away. And now, I mean, I'm putting it away a lot. So it's good. I mean, to just disconnect frees your mind from a lot of stress. Or that, that you know, keystone habit, that micro habit, could be just making sure you walk a certain number of steps every day. You know, your day is not done until you hit that number. Could be cleaning up your language of what is called victim speak. I'm going to go deeper into that because I think this is critically important to implementing change. You you want to be in control. You don't want to be a victim. Okay, so whatever your one best habit is, remember, 1% improvement every day leads to a 30% improvement within a month and even a 365% improvement within a year. And it it's not like it is going to um, build, but it really can make a huge difference. So long as you are being persistent and you are not giving up, you're making progress, and that leads to the results you're going for. So Robin Sharma's 17 micro habits for an astonishingly great 2023. You know, you want to start out strong. And so as the year unfolds, you're going to see how much better it is. So I recommend that you implement the following 17 micro habits as quickly as you can. Of course, you know, all of these take practice, but just pay attention and be persistent. You're not going to be perfect. Don't worry about being perfect. Perfect, that that goal is not attainable. You know, you're just going to feel bad about yourself. So forget perfection. Just think progress, persistence. You know, so the number one thing, stop worrying about things you can't control. It is a big waste of time. It builds stress hormones. It's going to steal your joy. It's going to steal your happiness every time. Worry, but I find people ruminate a lot. In fact, University of Liverpool has revealed that rumination is the biggest predictor of the most common mental health problems in the country anxiety, and depression. Thoughts that just get stuck in repeat, playing over and over in the mind. We play those conversations over and over. You know, I should have said, blah, blah, blah. I can't believe she said, blah, blah, blah. Oh, how awful they are, blah, blah, blah. We just need to take that record record off the recording turntable, hit delete, When we first start to worry, years ago, I took a class that said, worry, fear, and doubt 
are the only things that block the power of God. So whenever you are worrying about something, ruminating about something, as Bob Newhart, that TV comedian psychologist said, stop it before you undermine your health or your goal. Second thing, pretty easy, drink more water. And don't worry about it. Start with where you are right now and just add a glass here and a glass there. Perfect. Okay, number three, stop checking your messages upon waking up. In other words, be with your higher self, your inner self, and don't immediately go to that digital world where things are just being added to your list, comparing yourself to whatever. Better yet, read something uplifting and inspiring when you first get up. The digital world controls. Ah, changes we have seen in the last few decades with digital access are phenomenal. Some are great, some are devastating. We got to control it. So untether yourselves from the constant bombardment is going to be liberating to lowering your stress and improving your quality of life. I guarantee it. Number four, I do this and it really is good. Work in blocks of time that you've carved out on a schedule. I I do a weekly schedule. I mean, you know, it just is a repeating one week after week after week. You know, I found this to be the most effective way to use your time. So instead of constantly being reacting or trying to do this, trying to do that, I have a daily schedule and I turn off all distractions and focus on one thing for a set period of time. For me, 90 minutes seems to be about the best for me. You know, then I take a walking break. Interruptions that take you away from what you're doing has been found to waste about 20% of your time because refocusing takes too much time out of your day. Okay, now this is like the the opposite of that. Number five, write a daily do not do list. You know, for some it may be, I do not eat sugar. I will not have a Mountain Dew today. I read some research lately about changing the verbiage increasing your rate of success of habit change by 80%. By changing from a wimpy, I'm going to try, I hope I can, I'm working on it, to a powerful, in control, I don't do, fill in the blank. I don't do sugar. I don't do stress. I don't do overwhelm. That's the one that I implemented a few years ago. I don't do overwhelm. Oh my gosh, it really worked. Took my stress level down 100% back in control. Number six, use positive words. Stop using victim speak. Just like I was saying before, we need to use powerful, positive words when we're talking because our brain is listening to what we're saying. If we're telling ourselves over and over again that we're stress eaters, what do you think is going to happen the next time you get stressed? If you say, I don't do stress, I don't do overwhelm, you're back in charge in the driver's seat of your life. Or, you know, if you're using things like, I'm not losing weight fast enough, or I don't have enough time to work out today, that's going to kill your motivation. And whatever you're zoomed in on, that's what's going to take effect. Instead, decide what you are in control of and do that. Yeah. Number seven. 
Don't say yes to activities you don't want to do. Life is short, too short to be spending time doing things you can't stand doing. When you are doing things you enjoy and are blessed by doing, they're going to be easier and you're going to do them better than anybody else, bringing more to this world by doing what you are good at and love doing. Number eight, exercise first thing in the morning. This is one of my biggies. If I don't get my exercise in first thing in the morning, it doesn't get done. Not to say that I sit the rest of the day, but if I don't get my routine done before my workday begins, I know from experience it doesn't get done. And at the end of the day, it's going to be rats. I wish I would have taken time to do this. Remember, exercise for 30 minutes is only 2% of your day. Wow. When I figured that one out, I lost my best rationalizations and excuses. How about you? Okay, number nine, don't read the news. Okay, maybe once a week. You know, your joy is going to increase exponentially if you don't let them drag you into the worldwide uncontrollable drama and trauma. I've seen this in hormone tests from people that are glued to the news. It ain't pretty. Number 10, unplug your TV. Okay, don't sell it maybe, but there's really very little of any value on TV. Number 11, now this is interesting, use music as a productivity or a mood enricher. Make playlists. I mean, I don't really do this. I know my daughter does. I don't really have one for productivity. I just like silence. But I know, you know, other people do. I use music as a mood lifter. You know, I put some good 80s dance music on from, you know, 99.7 or, you know, 1221 of that. Before long, my no, my toes are a tapping. How about you? How do you use music? It can be powerful. Okay, 12. Avoid people that make you feel bad. And remove the dream stealers from your days. The negative Nellies and, yes, the Debbie Downers, I will not take offense. I do not identify as a Debbie Downer. But be around people who make you smile and and be the person that makes others smile. Encourage people to dream. Help them dream bigger. Okay? What you say may make the world of difference in their future. You never know. 13. Talk to yourself in a more encouraging way. (laughs) There's no one else like you alive on the planet. Real quick, I remember I was doing a major house project, power washing, a while ago, a few years back. And I was kind of ticked because my husband was not helping. He was doing something else. You know, I found myself getting a little mad. And I caught myself and decided that, after all, this was my project. And he was busy doing something else important. And if I was going to allow this mindset to persist, it was going to ruin both our days. So I decided I was going to tell myself I was amazing. With every swath of the power wand, I said, you are amazing. Didn't take long. I was in a total different mindset. Our daughter came over and I told her what I was doing. And and we've laughed at it. And, you know, from here then on, it's kind of like whenever I say, I am amazing, we smile. It's like an inside joke. But anyway, that's that's number 13. Number 14, do fewer activities is going to increase your quality dramatically. It's better to push one piece of mastery into the marketplace than a thousand pieces of average. We can be the jack of all trades. 
but a master of none. Be a master of one. This goes into number 15. Study your craft for an hour each day. Number 16, take more naps. You know, I don't do that, but boy, you've got to get that seven or eight hours of sleep in every night. You're going to live longer, be healthier, lose weight, be less stressed, and be able to show up better each day. Number 17, I love this one. See the gifts in others. We are all beautifully unique and should learn to shine as ourselves. Stay in your own lane and go all out. Polish your gifts within yourself. All of my kids learned this well. Instead of trying to focus on the weak areas and make them stronger, focus on those strengths, and they're going to help you serve the world much better. Okay, those are the top 10 ones, or I'm sorry, 17, that Robin Sharma gives us with my side points. So begin a new year with the focus on taking those little steps each day to course correct. Strengthen your best self absolutely is going to ensure this year is your best one yet. Okay, one last thing I have to say about goal setting is that accountability is a most powerful tool. I I used to really dislike that term, but not anymore. Accountability absolutely pushes us to be better, to not give up, to focus on the better possibility. So if you need that accountability, I absolutely will be your best friend in health, pushing you forward. You can go to my website, debford.com, sign up for a program or shoot me an email, and we can find a solution for your challenge. Have a happy Healthy New Year, and I hope I gave you some tips that's going to help you or someone you love. Happy Healthy New Year.